You are listening to The Fascia Guide, a podcast about the living body, about new research and a new perspective on health, pain and what it means to be alive. The Fascia Guide is a conversation between Hans Bodin, innovator and fascia expert, Per Johansson, doctor of human ecology and historians of science and ideas, and me, Axel Bodin. So for the last couple of years, or the last four or five years, we've been holding lectures of fascia workshops in Sweden. And the interesting thing is that to these workshops, all kinds of people are coming. From the beginning, it was just therapists wanting to learn a new way to treat fascia, but then it was just people who were interested in understanding their own body. And then we've had doctors, we've had uh, CEOs of companies, insurance. We have all different kinds of people coming to these lectures. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we had a lecture, and we always ask people, who are you, what are you working with, why are you here, what are your expectations of this workshop? And she said that... that I am a people health strategist. And her friend was working in elderly care in a small um, small municipality in, in the western part of Sweden. So I don't know if you, if you have this title in, in your country where you're listening from, but, but her job was to look at how do we improve the, the health of the people living in this area, in this part of Sweden. In Sweden we have a very, very, very developed welfare state, so there's an um, there is a political um, mandate for persons to work with these kind of questions. And she described an issue that we have seen in other places as well. And it's something has happened in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, and a lot of institutions are kind of breaking down. Like things are not working the way they worked before. Um, the the healthcare system is costing more money. People are not as healthy as they were before. The stress levels have increased as well in society. So, so. Um, but man- what, what was her issue? What was her? Why, why was she on the workshop? She wanted to know if there was a way to, from a fascia perspective, answer or find solutions to increase health in her um, area of living. Right. Uh, for, yeah, for, mainly for the for the uh, employees of the of the, the society, the com co- the community or the commune, what do you call it? Uh, municipality. Okay. And the area. And yeah. The area, and and secondly, for all the people who's living there. Yeah. So so both people working in in government over there, and also people who yeah. live there. Can we can we do something in this area to improve this well being of the entire population, basically? And I, and I had actually I met. Uh, uh, Friend of mine who is his CEO or vice president of a big uh, account uh, international accounting company, and they have just started a project in uh, their, uh, I think internationally to see about sustainability about health, and uh, uh, and because it's so important if we have lots of pressure in in the in the companies and and if you have or a high performance company. You have a lot of pressure, and they have seen that it's not so easy to have. How how do you keep people well? And uh, the problem they had, the both of them, it was they have been they've been going to uh, the uh, uh, the traditional ways, going to the to the we call it the prim, pri, primary healthcare system, or to the company healthcare system, and they didn't got any good answers. How do you? Got sustainability or uh, spread health within the 
the company or the communion or what you call it. So I think that's an interesting way of, of why why is it so hard to think about health and how do we think about health or the body? Because it's not about it's not about the knowledge and research and inventions and innovations available because as we have discussed before all this fascia research has shown up now showing different ways to treat the body. There are studies showing, for example, that uh, mental health issues can be really um, successfully dealt with by manual treatment. We, we went through that uh, a couple of weeks back as well. Um, so or by, or by, by vitamins or minerals. Yeah, so, so um, nutrients can also help you yeah, in ways of dealing with, with health issues. So, so there are there are solutions in place that could be used, but for some reason it's hard to get them to fit in the the current way of doing things. So there is a there is a problem with how we are thinking about things and what 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 ideas we are open from. Like it's it's kind of like the doors to the the doors are quite closed instead of open. Like you're you're not. You're welcoming new ideas, but only a certain type of ideas. So it's hard to um, it's hard to get in, right? I think I think it's when, when I started with with Professor Carl Arfur, he, he said that um, you're not at school. You're not the way you not have the same way of thinking as well because I'm, I'm my basic is a business economist. So, but we in business economy we always if you if you look at the whole company as as a as a as a connected body then you can see all the problems you have you have in a company and uh, that was the way i was trying to look at fascia from the beginning at what can what can we what can we learn about the wholeness of the body uh, and i think it's 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 not a perspective and the perspective is is not easy to to think about or to understand and Maybe it's it's maybe it's the way of we're, we're thinking that's that's the problem. Yeah, what what struck me is that this has <coughs> this has something to do again with separating ourselves from our own body, or looking at ourselves as an object, or looking at the world as something that's going on without us. Like if if you look at separation, if you if you isolate me from the world, um, because we also had a growth seminar to look at yeah. how do you develop. How do you develop your business or your your clinic mm-hmm. to the next level? How do you? How many people will you employ? How many clinics will you start? How will you grow? And the thing we realized after a couple of hours is that people have find it hard to think of themselves three years from now, like how much they will grow. They think that they will handle the same. They will be the same in three years' time, handling much bigger things, but they take their personal growth out of the picture mm-hmm. so for some reason we have if you look at the problems that we have with uh, increased stress or, or lifestyle issues or pollutions or whatever we think that we will solve them by being exactly the same as we are today so there's a there's a there's a problem here in our way of thinking that we can't really think about the future in terms of how we will change mm. because if you try to change the world in the future from how we are today, then it's not a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But if we all change a, a way, if you change our way of thinking or being or acting, that will put us in a different position in the future to change things. Mm-hmm. So we have a problem. There's a way when we're looking at the future 
that's not really correct. And and in the last episode, we talked a lot about the uh, 17th century and Descartes and how we were separated. We separated the, the body and the mind from each other. So, and there there is something in our way of thinking, Per, that affects us thinking about the future or the past and the present. We're we're, we're not really good at at looking at time, or we have. It's almost like we have put the the development of the world outside of ourselves, like we're not part of the world, but we're still believing in the future. I, I don't know, it's it's something weird here well, going on. Yeah, that's one, one way one way of putting it, one one ingredient uh, in the way we think, uh, the separation of the, the inner world and the outer world, of subject and object and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, I, I think what uh, the relevant issue here in in relation to what you brought up uh, has to do with uh, one thing you said at the beginning here Axel uh, um, one of the people you talked to said that uh, things don't work as they should anymore things are are kind of breaking breaking up and 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 uh, we we've been used to for decades in doing certain things in a certain way uh, as to healthcare and so on um uh, and uh, it, it's tied to the development and of the whole health uh, welfare system really so if we're in sweden uh, and sweden for a large part of the uh, 20th century uh, especially uh, after the second world war sweden has been and i think still is in some circles a kind of paradigmatic welfare country so uh, we sweden is kind of at the very center of a, cer- a certain extremely strong idea which is the uh, uh, i would say it's the quintessence of of of, of modernity is the idea of progress that we, that uh, things should get better all the time and and there is a basis in reality for this idea actually if if if, if i put aside the philosophical background for a moment uh, and uh, w- w- i think it it is important to note that during the 20th century especially in countries like sweden and other rich uh, western countries uh, different each each country going about it in its own way but there's a general sense of of material and economic progress that's uh, i i don't think anyone would doubt that statement uh, and there's a real basis for it um if if you if you study the history earlier history if you go back to say eight, the 18th century and early 19th century in in sweden sweden was really poor mm. and and uh, life wasn't easy for most people at all uh, so since then thanks to technological developments scientific developments economic developments and all all these things um, work together so since since then it's obvious that so so much of uh, material life conditions have improved so 
and so that that's one side of the picture the the the, the actual observable experienced betterment of certain things this then has been tied to a certain ideology a certain philosophy which is uh, the a belief really a kind of myth almost the belief in progress that there's something and and this idea goes back to the enlightenment in the 18th century when uh, certain French uh, and other f philosophers uh, started to think about society in new new ways, because especially during and after the French Revolution, people in the in in Western Europe Europe started to realize that society can change drastically. Should, in a way, societies had always changed in one way or another, but. Uh, this was a new kind of change and and uh, uh, it led to to make a, ver a very complex history extremely extremely short it led to certain thinkers thinkers starting to uh, um, well adopt the idea that perhaps there's a kind of progression in societal development from a primitive stage Mm. via uh, more and more advanced stages to what to the state of civilization so so uh, there's a kind of progress from a primitive social state to a more more and more advanced state and uh, so that's the philosophical idea of of, of progress and actually and once uh, people started to talk about social evolution the evolution of societies mm. from a primitive stage to a more more and more advanced stage and it's it's actually i remember because i i um in university i, I read um, a course called economic history and we looked at the history of uh, well development of econo economics basically and it's hard for us i think to uh, realize how much things actually were changing in the 18th and 17th century because um, there was a a concept called the Malthusian trap and the Malthusian trap was that um, a population could never grow to more than a certain type of a certain number of people mm. because uh, when you grew to a certain number uh, the, the resources were finite so they would end like there wouldn't be enough food for, for everyone so then a big part of the population would starve and then it would go down again. And then there would be plenty of food for the ones being left, and then the population grew again, and then it was down again. So uh, this model actually um, worked for many hundreds of years, but then something happened in the um, 17th, 18th century when you started doing agriculture in a different way. Mm. Because you started to, uh, in Sweden we had something called the shift, where you started to um, grow things um, more effective. In, mm. a, in a sense, which meant that you can have bigger harvests, mm. and when you can have yeah, bigger it was harvests, an agricultural reform, mm. very yeah. radical one, and and then Europe did the same thing. So we we started growing or um, growing things in a different way, which meant that we didn't have a food shortage in the same way, which mm. meant that the population grew. Because if you look at the Earth population, it's been rather constant, and then the boom started around 
after the 17th, 18th century. And that, that was actually, that, that agricultural reform was actually the start of, of the uh, actual material progress. I mm. hinted at earlier. So if you, if you have a change like that happening, then of course people will be thinking about things in a different way, right? Yeah, so, so uh, this is uh, an important background to the idea of social evolution. Be people could see around them, them that, that uh, things were changing in ways they weren't, weren't accustomed to. There was a new kind of change in the air and, and in, in, the, in the world, actually. So, so th this made plausible the idea that societies evolve from, as I said, from a primitive, primitive to more and more advanced stages. And, and um, th uh, this idea was then adopted uh, by biologists as well and led to the uh, theory of, of the evolution in, in nature. Mm. So uh, actually the idea of social evolution came before the, the idea of biological evolution in the history of ideas uh, and and then the, the, then these two actually the biological idea of evolution since darwin is very very different from the idea of social evolution but they still in, in, in they became mixed up but that's now the story let's keep to the social evolution hmm. the idea of progress uh, and uh, uh, it's also the basis of the idea of the welfare state, a welfare state uh, which on uh, economic, technological and scientific grounds is able to take care of, of people, so to speak, is viewed as uh, being at a higher social stage than uh, other kinds of societies where this is not the case. So, so, and and in, in in Sweden and other parts of of so-called Western world, we have experienced this for many decades. What's happening now is that the the structures, the actual structures, the actual ways of doing things, and with them the certain uh, patterns of thought. Uh, they have, they they seem to have, so to speak, uh, have run their course. Uh, everything that is uh, is possible to do in that vein has been done, and uh, uh, it has amounted to, uh, if I if I really abbreviate this story very very much again, uh, it has amounted to uh, an, uh, another idea, uh, it has culminated, perhaps I would say, uh, in another idea, and that is the idea of control. Because one ingredient in, in this uh, technological, economical pro progress has been an increased control over things that people in the 18th, 19th, early 20th century didn't really have much control over. Uh, so, so the idea of control has been essential to the fact of, of, of progress, material and economic progress. But now what we are experiencing now in, this, in our societies is an, an, an sense of increasing lack of control. 
And it's interesting because so that's 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 a kind of crisis uh, phenomenon or crisis uh, state of a state of crisis, which which means uh, speaking of the future, because central to the idea of progress, social progress, is uh, the uh, that you are completely fixated on the future, a certain idea of the future, and the the idea of the future is that it should become better all the time. <clears throat> so when it doesn't become better all the time, uh, there's something uh, amiss, something wrong. Uh, but but si since we have become so used to the way of doing things, which are inspired by the idea of progress and social evolution, we are, we are, and and tied to to um, activities based in in control really uh, we, we, now that this system seems to uh, not work as it should in our minds anymore we are at a loss how mm. to handle this new situation hmm. but again if i think it's important to go back and realize that this way of thinking hasn't always been way it is. If you look at what you've been talking now and the, if you combine it with the Malthusian trap and everything around that so before this everything was cycle like it, it was um, you followed the year cycle, you followed the cycle of the um, the harvest you followed the cycle in a different way so, so life was more the same it was more fixed in a way but then yeah. when progress started to enter the stage people could suddenly when you had more you could if your father was a farmer and your older brother was a farmer and you were the younger brother, maybe you didn't go to the, the um, um, become a, a abbot or something. You you could also move to a city and develop another skill and then start work as a as a as a labor in that sense. Or and then the industrial revolution came. You can also move to the city. So there was a different progress. Was not only society. Progress was also personal mm -hmm. and with that you could actually do social climbing as well and let's say that you're doing social climbing so you you are a, a farmer but then you start to you start up a business and you start working with um, with trade and then you enter different societal class you you you're more of a, a citizen now than than a farmer and then status becomes important because you being a farmer doesn't benefit your social status, which means that you kind of want to eradicate your history or you don't want to talk about history. And this goes very well with the idea of progress because progress, you don't talk too much about history. So you, you kind of move history out of the picture in a sense, both personally and as a society. And what you're describing now is, is, is actually something that started to happen long before uh, uh, the 17th, uh, 18th centuries, uh, but it, it it increased. It has in increased with the the really important ingredient here, which uh, we haven't mentioned yet, is industrialization, hmm. uh, which is uh, kind of a continuing of of the agricultural revolution. Uh, uh, they go hand in hand. On on, on top of the agri agricultural reforms. Uh, uh, in industrialization follows uh, because one uh, and and uh, this is also tied to if, if we get really material here it's also tied to uh, the building of railroad railroad networks mm. because the increased harvests harvests if this is very obvious in in the agriculturally rich 
regions in in here in Sweden uh, if if the harvests increase manifold many manifold as they did in in the 19th century in in, in Sweden you can uh, for example the 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 surplus uh, of the harvests in Sweden uh, in the early 19th centuries were, were so large that uh, uh, the, the farmers who had jumped on this bandwagon early became very rich because they could sell grain to uh, Europe. Not least, this was not a, a, a quite important part of, of, of the... Uh, what kept the Napoleonic Wars going? Hmm. Because Sweden's, uh, the, the surplus in grain was sold to 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 feed the ar- armies. Hmm. Uh, this is simpl- a simplification, but uh, people became very rich, and and then then the, the uh, this required uh, a uh, much more efficient kinds of transport. Uh, and and so this is one background to the early railroads systems in, in 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 Sweden, and at the same time the industrialization process had started in, in England and rapidly spread to to other parts of Europe, including Sweden. And Sweden was really good at adopting this new way of manufacturing. So so and and here also the railroad system became important to transport uh, raw materials and and goods in in, in one direction and <laughs> raw materials in one direction and goods in the, in another direction so 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 all all, all of this ha- hangs together and is the the material experience background to the idea of progress because it was such an extremely radical change in how how society works and the in, the in industrialization processes and the way factories work, the way factories were organized, the way logistics uh, with the help of the railroad system was organized. All of this was extremely uh, rational, became more and more rational, became, became more and more, became possible to plan things years in advance how should things should work out uh, by by means of, of making all these processes more efficient uh, the organization of it all more and more rational so it, it led to a a, 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 a a really strong emphasis on on rational thinking and uh, economic uh, efficiency so this is part and parcel of of, of the actual progress that was occurring and and it meant that the idea it, it seemed to it, it seemed to ma- believe, make belief in progress belief in the future belief that the future would be better hmm. real a really good and plausible philosophical idea hmm. uh, when I was studying uh, um uh, on on to to learn about uh, teaching people when I was studying to be a teacher, uh, we were looking at the the beginning of the nineteenth century, and um, it was quite amazing to 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 see how how they described the world because when in the early nineteenth century we didn't have any passports in in, in the world at all. You can emig- emigrate wherever you you want. I mean, the early twentieth century. Yeah, 
And uh, the interesting thing to to see to, to study the the um, as you have been doing, pair is to study history and to see how it affects us. And um, uh, one of the, the m- 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 many uh, well, Professor Orfos that I had quite a collaboration with, he said that the thing that have the greatest effect on human health was actually uh, an earth in in, uh, in uh, England. Uh, Florence Nightingale, who said that um, you should be uh, um, to to be clean, to be to be uh, to 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 wash your hands and to 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 be clean. It's it's important if you want to spread diseases. And she developed it in the cream war to see the, how how she could um, take care of the wounded soldiers to have them to uh, survive more. And one of the biggest things in in the uh, uh, the, the late or the early 17th century or uh, 1820 or, f- or forward, it was to um, clean up in in Britain because it was so. Uh, when we have sh- uh, children working and and um, and the the uh, the way of living was so poor. Um, Many people died, so one important thing was to clean up the, to make make it more clean and water supply bet better. So better water supply and 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 um, and cleaner hospitals and cleaner homes uh, um, got uh, better health. And the same as they did in the UK, we did in Sweden. Uh, I think in Sweden we had. Uh, we had a guy who was working in in in, in early, I think it from the thirties, nineteen thirties and forward. Um, uh, he was looking at how dirty Sweden was. Yeah, he wrote the book, Ludwig Nordström. Ludwig Nordström. And um, so, uh, and I think with the perspective of 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 cleaning up society and cleaning up water and cleaning up hospitals and cleaning up people and be more clean um, it's also in, important to see what kind of big things happen in, in the early 1900s um, uh, like Einstein and, and Bohr and, and um, the um, the um, the uh, uh, evolution of x-rays you can see the body you can see the skeleton system and that's, I think that's a big issue to see how do we look at the body. If you look at the body in a fascia way, you look at the whole body. The problem is the first invention we have was x-ray. And um, uh, Madame Curie, she was, uh, she got the Nobel Prize. I think, was was it quite 19, I don't, I don't know, but it was quite early. And if you look at the x-ray, everything uh, uh, was going to be x-ray. Um, uh, because we, um, we had the Radium Institute in Sweden and uh, it, was, it was a big thing. The ra- it was the, the new area. Uh, and, but they didn't, they didn't know that it was quite, <laughs> quite, quite har- harmful with x-ray <laughs> and, until they discovered it. She actually died in cancer because she had too much of, of, of radiation exposure. Um, so it's interesting to see how we can be so focused on things that we 
so radiation was a, uh, it was like the big thing um, and and many things I think were in in the early the early 20th century uh, m- most of the things was so many things was so new and it was like uh, back Mr. Foley said it he was the one who, who was uh, looking at uh, bias and tensegrity and how the actually fascia was working um, uh, he said that if you if you look at everything that happened in the early 20th century with with um, railways uh, airplanes uh, combustion engineers um, uh, it that, that actually was he is so that it was so many things happened that we actually should should see in another way so his 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 way of looking at it that was like he, he did a new car in 1932 um, the di di uh, it was so it was so strange that when he when he, when he took it in new york they had they, they they shot off the, the whole town because he couldn't go go in into new york because it was so different and you can uh, so but the thing uh, uh, the, the the way of thinking that you said it that everything is progressing isn't it the peak of it in in the in the early 20th century that was like hooked on us because of uh, the way of looking at thing with the x-ray and and what's what's the way why why didn't fascia go because fascia was name mentioned in the in the early 20th century too by by still and 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 by other people but it was like it was forgotten, or it wasn't. It wasn't looked at at all. But but I I think one one thing because I'm actually I'm reading a book now about the uh, late 18th century, early 19th century. So like when the first industrial revolution came to England in terms of of uh, making clothes. So when you replaced weavers with machines, yeah. and then you replaced the uh, people taking care of the machines with other machines, and and that change came, and it came very rapidly. It was yeah. just a matter of 20 or 30 years when, when employees uh, were out of job or when the old job didn't exist anymore. So it was a rapid change coming. And there was also the, the those who were opportunistic and found a way to, to go through that change, to, to change with the change, they were thriving, but the ones who were stuck were, were left. They were they were poor, or they were they were. Um, yeah, uh, there was also uh, quite uh, in, in those early days there was quite a lot of protests as well. Yeah, exactly, uh, and that's what this book uh, is about. Like when you <laughs> when the, the machine smashers and everything. Yeah. So yeah. so the luddites. Yeah. So there was a lot of change happening, mm. and the thing when change is happening is that it's it's messy. <laughs> change is messy. Mm. It's um, because we have another another thing. Um, I don't know if you have played uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, games or or heard of them, but they take place in the the late uh, 19th century, early 20th century, when you have this this huge change that we talked about when when the wilderness went away. When the, uh, especially in the U.S., you had um, the civilization was um, growing to the west. The Wild West disappeared mm-hmm. because you started to um, because the Wild West was wild. There was a lot of nature and small and bandits and cowboys and Indians. And it was, you know, all this, um, uh, that, that aspect of it. But then 
civilization grew and the wilderness became smaller and smaller and smaller and people living in the wilderness became um, more and more eradicated as well so it's a lot of it was a lot of um, change but then you also had the the change of new inventions and then you had the the snake oil salesman mm. so there was an <laughs> a, an epi- it was an epidemic of snails snake oil salesmen so people who were um I, I don't know if everyone knows that concept, but basically they, they cooked up some mumbo-jumbo and they, they sold it as the miracle cure for everything and people bought it because they had also these uh, cases of people saying, hey, this also works and so on. So whenever things are changing, uh, people adapting to the change or seeing the opportunity in those changes will also um, find ways to, to thrive in them. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing was I think we, we've talked about this in a, in, a, in another disc- discussion, but we can bring it back here. At, at the, the turn of the century, between the 19th and 20th century, uh, the whole world of medicine was um, very unregulated. It was um, There had been so much change in such short time, and with all other things happening, that it was, it was, um, it was like the Wild West, but in medicine. So... Yeah, that was generally, it was definitely the case in medicine. It was generally the case in most areas, uh, actually. And this takes us back to the importance of of, uh, striving for control. Because uh, in order for an industrial economy to work, uh, you have to control uh, all the basic ingredients Mm -hmm. in it as much as possible to increase efficiency and to be able to plan uh, uh, rationally what uh, how, how how things are, uh, should work uh, and uh, this uh, ties into also the the idea of uh, uh, the health the the health issues uh, which was brought up earlier connected to people being dirty <laughs> people being dirty getting sick is not good for for um, if you if you have a factory you have to have at the start it doesn't didn't really matter if, if pe- the workers were healthy or or, or, or not but uh, the more established this system became the the worker workers became more and more important as as a resource and much of the conflicts between uh, workers and capitalists in the early 20th century uh, was um, because on, on both sides, really, one realized that that um, um, how shall I put it? The workers realized that they were a resource, and that uh, that it w- was a possible base for a power base in 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 that realization. So they started to make demands, and and uh, the industrialists and capitalists. Uh, uh, found uh, eventually that uh, it was more efficient to to uh, say yes to at least some of the these demands if if, if we bracket uh, the whole question of revolutions and russian revolution and all that and and look at in in sweden is is a rather interesting case because here they were there, we didn't have a revolution in sweden but we had a kind of very, for for a while, extremely efficient compromise between workers' interests 
and uh, the capital interests, uh, which is uh, actually called the Swedish model, mm. also in Sweden, uh, the Svenska modellen, uh, uh, which is really basic to the Swedish welfare system. So, so what it amounted to was both sides of the power issue here, the workers and the industrialists, both sides acknowledged uh, the importance of, of progress uh, and uh, making a better future. And, and, and uh, this gave rise to a system where there was a general consensus that controlling certain aspects of life was a good thing. So the, the Social Democrat Party in Sweden, which was really the, uh, the, the political party which built up the, the modern wealth first state in, in Sweden for decades, um, th they were avid, really enthusiastic believers in the idea of pro progress. And the, they shared this idea with the uh, industrialists. So, uh, and 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 they had lots, as we all already said, they had lots of things to show for it. The, the, the economic, material, technological progress was very remarkable, uh, and and this up into to this day is so ingrained in especially Swedish consciousness, but uh, also in other parts of the Western world. But we, I think we are extreme here in Sweden, but we, we are really, because of this history, quite unable to think of the future in any other way than as a, a continuation of, of the progress that we have experienced. And a, and a part of this is also years. because the education system was developed at the same time. Yes, of course, and the, the education system was also developed uh, uh, in order to... Uh, it was part of, of, of the industrialization project, really, not only in Sweden, but in, in the world generally. Industrialization and, and uh, public and, and general education belong belong together because uh, as as uh, science and technology progresses, uh, the demand for a better and better education also increases. So so and 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 the, the Sweden was very early in, 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 as to general education, really. But but this idea basically the the industrial interests with the governmental interests uh, with the idea of progress and how society and the people's in, interests as yeah, well and the people's interest in people's interest in terms of the idea of progress and societal changes like the the society we want to build the kind of the vision you're selling here like what, what the vision is that we're, we have a society that will progress and if you just do these things in the name of progress things will happen and that's an idea that's been used in several cases because we are I, I I understand this is a history lesson but it's it, it will come to the point why this is so <laughs> important to understand because it really has affected our way of thinking uh, another example of this is the found, founding of the modern medicine which is yeah. connected to Flexner report because the if you look at the the uh, chaos uh, in, with the snake oil salesmen and then you have um very advanced and skilled um, 
osteopaths and chiropractors and things like that who are doing things. And then you also have um, traditional medicine doctors or, or healthcare practitioners. And then you have people who say they are these kind of things but are not these kind of things. So it's like it was very – the unregulation resulted in trust issues, resulted in people getting um, – People going to people going to professionals for help, but they weren't that professional. People buying snake oil, basically. So there was a there was a need for structuring this in a sense, from a especially from a political point of view. Yes, and the, the people who took upon themselves to bring structure to this chaos were actually the leading capitalists of the day, uh, the so-called oil barons, hmm. uh, uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller, who were extre- uh, at the height of their power as as capitalists and industrialists and oil, uh, as well as oil barons at, at, they were extremely uh, impopular and uh, there was a real crisis for them how are we going to turn turn people's consciousness around so they don't view us as as as, as evil so uh, in in order to change uh, that they they started um, uh, various foundations which were aimed at increasing uh, well welfare in in and and developed public development in, in in various ways and one area in in which they um, which they spent a lot of money on to to reform and better make better was med- medicine so th- this was a kind of a propaganda uh, thing from the beginning from their point of view they wanted to make themselves look better in the public eye and they well you, you could say they 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 pulled it off uh, but the interesting thing in re- re- relation to medicine then was that uh, and an an early an early project uh, within this foundation context was that i think it was uh, carnegie who in uh, uh, 1908 gave a man called Abra- abraham flexner uh, to uh, they they he, his um, mission uh, I lo- his mission, mission. Yeah. yes, mission was the world I was looking for. His mission was to make an, a, a kind of uh, overview, an inventory of all the medical educations that uh, medical kinds of education uh, that uh, existed in the USA and Canada at that uh, that time, and th- th- this he did, and he 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 came to the conclusion uh, in the so-called Flexton report that it was rather very chaotic. It, it wasn't rational. It was it, it, this will have to be organized more more like uh, other uh, other parts of society, like, not least the industrial industrial kind of of organization had shown itself by then to be very very uh, well were, have showed itself to work really well in certain respects so why not uh, do the same with medicine so this is a rather long and complex history as well but quite early on it led to to uh, 
you could say that these rich families, by means of their foundation, made a pitch also to the government that if we can help you organize medicine in a more rational, rational way and to establish uh, uh, U.S. government will have, I guess the government will have to establish uh, recognized uh, um, but schools or medicine. Or, or standardization, basically. Yeah, you, you have to standardize the curriculum. And, and the way to standardize, the, the basis for standardization of the curric curriculum would be natural science uh, rather than all kinds of other perspectives. So, so uh, this is an important part of the background why modern medical science since then has become more and more based on really biochemistry and and in uh, uh, later on molecular biology so, uh, but also a way of making money the, the easiest way to make yeah money is, yeah is because if, if, uh, if you can patent the, pat the pharmacological uh, industry yeah, then you uh, can... is based on 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 drugs of course yeah and drugs are made a uh, very large part of all the drugs we use are are, are based uh, uh, on oil, mm. so and they were oil barons. Yeah, so see. they could do two, two two things at once. They could become become even richer, and they could uh, they could contribute to um, uh, well the me medical uh, the, the the development of of medicine as it as we know it today. And it it would have been one thing if it was only. That we have to standardize this and these drugs that we're using that we can find efficient and so on. They're working, but but what they also did in the same era was they pushed out all other versions of medicine, natural, like all natural medicine, because there are yeah, and that well, that became in 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 the states and Canada and also very early on in Sweden, uh, for in, for example. Uh, uh, the government decided that only one kind of perspective uh, when it comes to medical education is is uh, legitimate hmm. and and the, and that perspective wa wa was what has become uh, uh, the natural science perspective which means that you you have this which we have discussed earlier you have this division between the subject and object, and you whole have, have this partitioning of the body in parts. And the smallest parts are the most important ones nowadays then, since since then really, the molecular molecules. Hmm. But why is this an issue then? Because now we talked about this whole thing. What What is it that's... Uh, I think, I think well, uh, when you explain... Let me just say very, very briefly, <laughs> the issue is has to do with uh, where, at this point in in history where uh, all these controlled controlled ways of doing things which are, are, are all, all, all because if you if you divide things into subject and object then you have a perspective which means that you can uh, uh, look at the so-called 
outer objective world in order to control it. And this is exactly what was done in this whole modern development within in industrial production and so on. It was control of, of, of variables in the external environment. And and uh, and and in in relation to medicine and the and the human body, uh, if you if you view it as an assemblage of parts working together, then you can control various parts. And one way of controlling the parts of the body is uh, by means of mole molecular interventions. You could call it. So so. Um, and as we have, I think we have touched upon this in earlier episodes. If you th if you learn to think in that way, partitioning things in that way, in those ways, then you you don't really learn learn how to think of the whole as a whole. The living body as a whole is not is not an issue from that perspective. So when when. When these in these days, then we, you're confronted with problems in healthcare, for instance, and 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 uh, medical care, which have uh, which has to do with the necessity of starting to understand the living body as a whole, which is with fascia research contributes to mm -hmm. the necessity the, the, that insight, so to speak. Uh, then. Everyone involved, basically, whether it's a politician, a, a, a scientist, or a doctor, or a nurse, or or a patient, everyone involved has been educated into a perspective which makes it impossible to think in terms of of a whole living body. body. Mm. So, so, so all this <coughs> rambling. <laughs> in in this our talk here, or all the, all these snapshots of a very complex history, what they amount to is what has happened in 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 the world uh, uh, dominated by this Western history is that uh, we, we uh, it has very firmly established a certain way of viewing ourselves uh, and and the world. And it's as I've said before, it's not. It's basically a matter of philosophy, but it's not just philosophy in the intellectual sense, something that occurs in your head. It's philosophy as practice. As it's philosophy way, and, and... as as something which actually exists in the world. Yeah. So yeah. the 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 actual material economic progress which we can see around us and see as, a, as a, a fruit of a certain historical development. This is a certain perspective, a certain paradigm, a certain philosophy realized in the external world. Hmm. And, and, and uh, that, that's the reason why it's so ingrained and so difficult to, to uh, transcend. Well, one of the medical doctors I've been in, in contact for the last 10 years, he... Um I called him up when we had uh, done the the uh, the paper on 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 uh, frozen shoulder. It's the frozen shoulder is it's a it is it's a it's a disease or, or a situation where where you have lots of pain, but you have also not so much movement in the shoulder. And he called me 
because I called him up and he answered that day and he said, you, you can't understand how interesting that you called me now because I'm now head of the, the pain center in, in Sweden and the thing we have here is, is strange because 50% of the people working here are psychiatrists and and the, the thing you have been showing us now is that pain actually is in the fascia. Hmm. So it's in the body. And but we didn't go it was it was last full stop there because it's the problem is to see the other the other way, to see the other picture. And I think we as we started we, when we started this um two thousand fifteen when we were in Washington, I think we said it before before that Fascia is a global quest, is something that everybody needs to know because that's that's the thing you're you're in. That's the body you're in for the moment. And the, the thing is, we haven't been thought in school about the body we're in. We yeah, that's what you're saying now is extremely important in relation to pr- the perspective which I have painted here. Uh, uh, this whole modern history this whole in history of uh, industrialization and and making things more efficient and uh, this whole history of understanding uh, life and the body and uh, uh, the ways of doing medicine and all of it all of this ha- is literally this seemingly external development hmm. is literally internalized hmm. in everybody living in these societies hmm. so 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 we, we literally experience in our own bodies every day the consequences of this separation you could say philosophical environment mm. which isn't just philosophical anymore yeah. mm. and if you look at change because we, we talked about change in the 17th century with the 30-year-old war and and Descartes and the scientific revolution and and everything around that. And we talked about change in the 17th century with the Malthusian trap and the way of doing agriculture and the way of thinking and so on. We talked about the change in the 18th century with the industrial revolution and beginning of that and change in the 19th century and change in the 20th century. So there have been profound moments of change. But the interesting thing with, with those times apart from our times, is that now we have built up such an extended external world based on this one idea or this these ideas that we've had that makes it hard for us to even think in a different way because everything around us speaks to one way of looking at things. So it's so change is we we are not it's hard for us to think about things in a new way, which is needed for change. We, we find it hard to think about things in a flexible way. And we find it hard to even look at our own way of looking at things because we're not trained to to look at how we are looking at things. Because if you take, for example, the, the idea of progress and the idea of the future and so on, that is not, that is that doesn't have anything to do with the body in a sense. Because the body is never in the future. But we as a society always think of everything that is good and going to happen in the future. So that Which even when means you're that if you're thinking of, uh, about the future all the time, your body, your body isn't there. So it's alone. So, uh, it's an out-of-body experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but but if you, if you think of it, there are so many people uh, on vacation looking at their phones about things happening somewhere else, or there are people looking at their phones. Uh, 
about things happening somewhere else or you're working and you're thinking of your trip and then you're on the trip and you're thinking of coming home so we find it hard to be in the present because we're trained to always think of things in the future mm. and in the same way we don't think about history because we have kind of we, we, we have learned that history is quite a boring subject in school that's like the the main if you if you look at if you have ask all ask all people who went to school um what do you think of the subject of history i i dare you to say that not more than 10 or 5% think that history was interesting but that was this, at least my experience when looking around at, at kids in school they were oh no history again i was like yes history that's fun so we we kind of think of history in the same way so we we're not in the present and we don't think about history and all our faith is in the future but now the future doesn't look like it did before because right. it's but the, the future, future has changed what it used to be <laughs> the future is not what it used to be the future has changed and we don't have the way of thinking to adapt to that change because the idea of control and how much control has built up in society kind yeah, of what we're seeing now in the world i think is is uh, the continuation of the uh, this progressive uh, development uh, and way of uh, way of thinking because you you could say that the essence of of uh, um, the modern his modern history modern uh, the this all of this material and economic progress the essence is that it is based on uh, increased control of various issues mm. involved in in these de- developments so the the almost automatic reaction to things when they that when it is more and more rea- uh, experienced that the future isn't what it used to be what is the almost automatic response in order to make because the belief in the future hasn't ceased so so what the automatic response is to e- increase or control because that's uh, the way we were used to handling things and as Gimbe Gimbe says, he was filming living fascia. Fascia is is a, a system everywhere from the beginning, from the from the. It's a, it's our whole universe, and the thing is, it's it's chaos. It's chaos. It's and organized it's, chaos. It's okay, <laughs> and and nothing is in control, but it is in control. So that's interesting to see living tissue and living living fascia is that. Or if you look at the living flow, because if you if you look at the living body and you look at the flow, the flow flow can't be controlled no so the life flow life can't be controlled nature can't be controlled but we're trying and that's interesting why are we trying to control it so much and uh, i think that's the idea of control could be something that's in the way for us to actually understand the body and life and fascia. Well, i think it's the basic I- issue both in regard to what's happening in in society and and the external world uh, in our relationship to the external greater external world and it also uh, the the central issue in regard to ourselves and how we view our, ourselves we 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 are, we are much too uh, trying to control ourselves in various ways like oh. we're trying to control society we're trying to control nature we're con- trying to control ourselves in the belief that this is how progress is possible. So we should probably just let it go and be in the flow. 
Well, we have to learn to think. In, in the challenge is to 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 uh, not to so, so so to say lose control. In, in but but the challenge is to how to think in 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 terms which makes it possible for us to adapt to the actual flow of things. <laughs>